March 9th, 2023. We're in Masechet Betza, Andaf Yod Amud Aleph. If you count from the bottom of the Amud upward, it's 10 lines up uh, toward the end of the line, or maybe a little bit after the middle of the line. It says, Ubet Hilel Lama Le Lememar. Do you see those words? If you see those words, that's where we're going to begin. Very briefly in our Mishnah, we had recorded a mahlok, a dispute between Bet Shemaim and Bet Hilel. The situation is that a person is deciding or will decide on Yom Tov to use from the young birds that they have uh, in a nest to slaughter them and to eat from them on Yom Tov. However, the particular issue that uh, we have to address, explains the Mishnah, is the issue of uh, them not being mukhan, they're not prepared for eating, and as a result, it poses an issue of mukseh. How do you determine, how do you designate that these birds are suited and purposed for eating a mahlok and a dispute between Bet and Bet Whereas working backwards, Bet says all that's necessary is to point or to say with words, uh, which one of those birds you want to be eating, Becha might necessitate more than that. They need you to pick up those birds. The Gemara quickly explained to us in the first several lines that Bet and Betilel are really specifically disagreeing about what we called Berecha or Berecha Rishona, the first set of birds which are born, which a person might specifically want kept in that nest. Anything afterwards, even Bet Shammai would agree to Bet Hilel that words would be sufficient in terms of before the holiday designating these are the birds that I'm going to eat. The Gemara now gets into a larger and broader conversation which uh, surrounds uh, the following concept. It's called Berera. And Berera, I'll give you the Gemara in Masechet Gitin and Dafkafhet to demonstrate what we're talking about and in turn how it applies or doesn't apply over here. There the Gemara cites a Beraita and the circumstance, the opinion of Rabbi Meir, which the opinions who dispute him are only because of technical details, not in principle, goes like this. If a person were to buy or to own a barrel or a jug of wine, and that wine needs to have terumot taken from it, but you haven't yet separated the necessary donations to Kohen from it, uh, but I'm not going to be able to deal with that right now. Maybe I'm traveling, maybe the circumstances are such that I just won't be able to separate it. But I want to drink from it. I'm together with my friends, I'm on my own, I need to drink from this wine. I'm, I'm interested in doing so, but you're not allowed to until you take terumah from it. What Rabbi Meir allows and explains the Torah really seems to allow for you to do in such a circumstance is to drink from that wine all the while knowing that in the last Stage, when you get back home and get back to your factory, wherever you bring this barrel of wine, you'll then designate a portion of it as terumah, and that in turn retroactively will establish that at the very onset when you were drinking from it, you had already had separated that uh, wine which was going to be terumah. In other words, this concept known as berera means that a later action or statement or utterance can affect the reality at the very onset. That's what we call retroactive reality. Uh, so the Gemara is going to address in our context this concept known as berera in the following way. Let's review what Betilel and by extension Betcham I really agree to can and should be done with regards to the eve of the holiday. You look at this nest of birds and you determine ze veze aninotel. You determine that on the holiday I'm going to eat from that bird and this bird. Why is that necessary? Don't bother yourself so much. You could instead, much more simply, as uh, to a certain extent Charlie's wanted us to do throughout, just say I'm going to take from these birds. 
I'm not designating every bird. I'm not designating any birds. When it comes to the holiday, I'll pick out this one, grab another one, and say, these are the ones that were prepared. But they weren't prepared. You didn't designate those from the onset. You said, I'm going to take from there. We have this concept of retroactive reality, of something being able to set in at a later date, but affecting the way it was in halakha world from the onset. Why is it then that Beit Hillel needed a specific on the eve of the holiday, on the Eid of Yom Tov, this bird and that bird? Don't bother doing so. From a further distance, just say, I'm going to take from that nest. The holiday comes, this one and that one. Oh, they weren't prepared. They were prepared. No, they weren't prepared. Just like the Tirumah wasn't, quote, actually taken originally. But we say Berera. And now the word Berera, Livror, means to to distinguish and to separate. So it's the same idea on Shabbat, you have a melacha called borer. You're not allowed to separate the good from the bad and all those sorts of matters uh, in the context of Hilchot Shabbat. Over here, it's a similar idea. I'm, I'm distinguishing at a later date, but setting it into motion retroactively, some time ago. Ask the Gemara in turn, Why is it necessary for the person who's interested in eating from birds in their nest to specifically state in a very clear fashion, this one and that one I will take on the holiday. Lema, they can more easily, without the burden of even looking at the nest, just say, mikan aninotel lemachav. From here, this nest, it's got 10, 20, 30 birds in it, I'm gonna take two from here tomorrow. Now, what do you mean? They're not all muhan. Tomorrow, when I take two of them, berera, says the Gemara, maybe you'll state and say to me, let lehu berera. There's the word I was referring to in our introduction. Maybe betilel let, do not have, en lahem berera. This concept of retroactive reality taking effect based on my actions at a later time, maybe betilel just. They don't accept such a concept. I mean, it is quite a concept. Try explaining that to a person who thinks in a concrete fashion. Try explaining that to a child. Something I do later on, yeah, what you did now is effective for the future. No, it's not effective only for the future. It affects what happened in the past, but it wasn't in place in the past. In Hebrew, in the Gemara, we also use the word lemafreya. This concept of retroactive existence, where maybe betilel just don't accept it. It's not that they can't conceptually understand it. They don't accept it in the domain of halakha. They won't uh, admit to such a fact. And that's why they say, you need to take say, this one and that one. The fact that you took them later on won't retroactively affect what happened initially. So that's the Gemara, but we know. Betilel elsewhere have such a concept of Bereda. They do accept and maintain uh, a reality which sets in at a later date but affects uh, something that took place prior to that. And it's in the following next concept, context. It goes like this. Of course, we're all familiar with the laws, generally speaking, of Tuma and Taharan. Today's day and age, we think about it in the context of a Kohen. Once upon a time, we thought about it for everyone. If you were dealing with Kodashim, you're dealing with entering into the Mikdash, dealing with matters of sanctity. When you had a Beit HaMikdash, we were all concerned more than we are today with Tuma and Tahara. The Torah expends a lot of energy talking about the laws of Tuma and Tahara, and not only to Kohanim, but 
to Kohanim more than anyone else. Uh, as a result, imagine it as a Kohen if you need to, or as a time when we were a lot more concerned with this. Of course, if there's going to be a dead person in a home, we have to all be concerned for this concept of Tum'ah. If I'm under the same roof, there's something called Tum'at Ohel, and in turn, any person, utensils who are under the same roof will be contaminated. Uh, ritually, of course, Tum'ah. Uh, and so in turn, we'll need a Taharav, Paraduma, and so forth. Now, uh, what about um, the outside of the home? Of course, outside of the home is not going to be Tameh, it's only if it's under the same roof. Now, imagine the following type of situation. You have a home, and then you have a door which separates between the exit, the outside of the home, called the porch, or the backyard, the front yard, and the home itself. Now, the door, even today, certainly many homes, have a, a thick um, threshold. So the door will kind of be on the inner part, but there's still a threshold under which, you know, there's, there's the archway or the, the straight archway entering into the home. I am now, uh, I, I'm standing under the, in that threshold. Again, I'm not under the same roof because the door is separating between the home and myself. However, here's, here's the home where the dead body is, and there, there you go, right. So you see the, the door over there, you see that archway on top of it, that small six inch area, imagine it a little bit bigger because we're standing under it, but uh, that type of situation. The door, technically speaking, is cutting off what's taking place outside of it. But I'm standing on it, there shouldn't be any transfer. In such a circumstance, it's not under the same roof. However, and here's the punchline on this, there is a concept, either Rashi on our Gemara calls it Midrabbanan, later in the Masechet he calls it Halakha Moshe Sinai. we generally imagine this as having the force of Torah law, this concept, uh, for one reason or another. It's a large debate and an important debate, especially for Kohanim in specific contexts. And it goes like this, it's called Sof Tum'ah Laset. And the idea goes as follows, that if the dead body is in that home and will, ultimately speaking, exit through that door, anything that from now is under that door, before the body's out, I'm in that threshold and the dead body is behind it, I am Tameh. Anything, anyone who's under that threshold, that area, is Tameh, the idea being uh, some sort of either Gezerah from the Torah or just reality. The fact that the dead body's gonna go through there, Sof Tum'ah Laset, in turn leads to Tum'ah in such a circumstance, even though you're not on the same roof. That's a fascinating, very significant law. Before we even move onward, you should know that in um, shortly after the medieval period, uh, so we're talking about early modern, maybe late medieval time period, Terumat Hadeshin and others, and then in the early modern, Hakam Tzevi and Ya'avet, they all dealt with and talked about circumstances where there were cities with gates, and there was one exit of that city with, through which the dead body would, would go is a person, if there's a day on which everybody's aware that someone passed away, can the Kohen be standing under that archway? Oh, what are you talking about? There's no dead body. Sof Tumal, that's it. It matters very much. We'll see in a moment or two in the Gemara. But for now, it's through that door. I'm trying to, as much as I can at this moment, uh, simplify. And there were debates and conversations about that. They were, to the best of my knowledge, they debate that sort of thing with regards to New York, with the, uh, the tunnel. Is the tunnel that sort of soft to malatzet? Okay, under many circumstances, most circumstances, we get around such concerns. So, just so I understand, so the dead body is in a building, let's say, and the building has many rooms. 
But since there's only one exit from the building to the street. Assuming there's only one. What if there's more than one? Assuming there's only one exit to the building to the street, that, that entrance, that exit entrance is yes. this so called, let's say, the... Sof to let's and in turn... Entrance. That's right, that entrance not if you stay there. Not all the entrances, correct. Now, next stage is reading the words here from the Mishnah, which is being cited from Masechet Aholot, Vehatenan. Again, our context and our Gemara is the situation of Berera, a retroactive act which affects a reality in a halachic sense from beforehand. Now that's, that's what we want, that's our overarching issue. A more specific one is the context of sof hamet babayit. So there it is, there's a corpse in a home. Velo petahin harbe. And that home has many petahin, many exits, many doors and passages, passageways. Now either they're all open, Eli, or they're all closed. Okay, for our purposes right now, as Rashi makes clear, they're either all open or all closed. In other words, they're all equivalent. And we're not really certain as a result which one of these passageways, these doorways, the dead body is going to go out of. They're all open or all closed, all locked or all unlocked. In such a circumstance, since we don't know, we can't guess, and it's not clear uh, to our eyes and the situation as it presents itself to us, which one of these exits the dead body, the corpse, is going to go out of. Anyone, anything under any of those doorways, those thresholds, is tameh. However, continues the Mishnah, niftah ah ehad mehen. If one of those doors now is open, so there's a room, there's an exit on each side of the, of, of the room. Each one of the walls has an exit. They're all closed. There's a corpse inside and someone standing outside in each one of those exits, uh, hanging out, talking to one another. It's raining outside. They're taking refuge under that. However, now one of them opens up. That one it sounds like retroactively, becomes the one which has Tumah, and all the others, again, it sounds like retroactively, are Tahor. Do we understand that again? It means, it means that it, well, it, on the one that was Tameh, it was always Tameh. All the other ones, the Tumah evaporated, right? In other words, we, if, if you as a Kohen were standing under that, like, oh my goodness, Jeffrey, you know, you're Tameh now, you're going to have to go, uh, all sorts of business. It was Asur and so forth. You say, okay, just before anyone opens the door, please open the other door. They open the other door, boom, he's no longer Tameh. That's what it certainly sounds like. And you understand why this is in turn being presented for us. Yes, Charles? This is the halakha, which, which, uh, which goes off of your common knowledge with regards to Tumah and Tahara. It's called Sof Tumah Latzet. Even though you're not under the same roof, even though you're not there at the same time as the body, Sof Tumah Latzet, since the body will go through there, you're Tameh from now. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. All the doors are closed, then all... All Tameh. However, if then one opens... That one maintains its Tumah, anyone who was and under there from before, and all the other ones are cleansed retroactively. So and you that's, leave the door, that door open all the time then? Because well, you could, but you don't need to leave it open all the time. You could determine, uh, no, I let someone's sick, you say to everyone, okay, listen, no, let's just leave one of these eggs. We, we, we want our doors locked. We want to maintain safety in our home. But everybody make sure that one you don't ever hang out in. So this way, when there's the passing, you open that one and everyone's cleared. In the moment before you opened it, everyone's come in. All you need to open it by 
No, I mean, uh, the assumption is it will now go through it. But it's Tahor before. What's that? It's Tahor even before him. Because now, because that, that's the idea of soft, soft to that's it, even if it hasn't gone out. What's that? You don't have, a, there's no retroactive activity over there. That's right. You can now close it and make it so. That's right. So again, this is the concept, as, as I mentioned, called softum alatzet. If you want for a second, Rashi in the second wide line over here writes, uh, to your point, uh, Charles, in the middle of the second wide line of Rashi, even though these people or utensils are not actually under the same roof, as the dead body, as the corpse. Rashi over here calls it a gezerah, midrabanan. Tum'ah al-makom sh'uderech yitziyata tum'ah sh'sofo laset erech sham. The enactment or the halachal Moshe Messinai, as Rashi refers to it later on, that's what that little aleph leads you to, the Hagahot of Maharav Ranshberg, who tells you that later on, Rashi on Daf Lamed Chet calls this a deoraita halachal Moshe Messinai. But that's the concept. That's right. So, Very possible. Very possible. Very possible. Um, uh, so so the same thing Jared, where if Jared goes in, it sounds like an apartment building. And every individual apartment, of course, you're thinking, yeah, that's how it is. So if you're in an apartment building and there's 100 apartments in it, you're saying even all those individual apartments, if they open up their door? You now understand the potential issues in a hospital. The potential issues in a hospital, which is dealt at great length by the post scheme, is even if you're in a different room with the doors closed and so on and so forth, the fact that you're going to walk through the same exit that that day, a dead body is going to go through potentially, would give you a problem. What's that? But so what? But that's right. Ultimately speaking, there's one exit to the building through which the corpse will go, which means to say, if I walk through that entrance, even though the corpse is still in a room inside the building. I didn't come in contact with I wasn't under the same roof, and the door was closed and all that sort of business. The fact that later today it will go through there, I'm Tamir. So why Unless, should an open door and nullify it? No, then you're showing that that's Once the I opened, if I had... So the other ones are good. That's right. No, it's if I had five entrances, or even two, the second I opened one, I'm stating through my action, that's the one the body's gonna go through, the other one it won't, and as a result I keep, yeah, that's right. So, but you understand what that all means for us. Aside from Tuma and Tahara, that means for us Berera. That's a retroactive activity. And you have activity which affects the earlier state of being. I, they still have those, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right. I'm saying that doesn't count at all. What, the, the, just being very practical. Okay, all right. You're saying the events that's happening. Yes? It's not, it's not really what was. It's what's going to yeah. happen in the future. It's going to happen in the future. And not undoing what happened. Yes, you're, you're well, no. I'm, the dead body is in the home. I'm hanging out under one of those exits. I now have the other exit. In that moment, I'm Tameh. 
I now have another exit door opened. I now become tahor retroactively. I don't need to be metahir myself. So that is a retroactive reality, which is taking effect. And we're going to see the opinion of Beit Hillel in here, who are very much stamping their approval with regards to this law. As a result, the Gemara is very clearly asking us then, why did Beit Hillel need you to designate? I'm going to take from that bird and from that bird. Just say, I'm going to take from these birds, grab the two on the holiday. Chalas, those were muhanim. Of course. Of course. Well, that's right. But Bet Shammai, if you recall, the last part of the Gemara we learned yesterday, really, the first part of the set, was that that's only on the first Bet it's only on the first group. So even Bet Shammai, generally speaking, will be okay in this Bet business as well. But yes, we're focusing specifically on Bet Again, so says the Gemara, Vechitema, maybe you'll say Bet Hillel let lehu berera vehatenan, don't we have a Mishnah Masechet Aholot, which says, Hamet Babayit, if there's a, a corpse in the home, Velo Petahim Harben, has many entrances or many exits, as a result, anyone who's standing under any one of those uh, openings uh, is Tameh. If they were all closed and one is in turn opened, anything that was under there, again, uh, from the beginning, it's not retroactive, it's reality. This person was Tameh, he maintains his Tumah, these mm-hmm. items were Tameh, they maintain, but all the other ones, Hashav what if in your mind you're th- you think, I'm going to take the body through that one? Alright, so Jared, this is really your case. There is only one exit, there's one big exit. Everybody knows every time there's been a corpse that's been taken out in the past, it's through one of them. Okay, in such a circumstance, either beforehand or even after the fact. I thought about it, I didn't even have to do an action. I have Berera. Uh, alternatively, uh, make clear that this machshava, this thought, needs to be in place before the passing of this person. If the thought is in place afterwards, it's too late. All those exit doors, all those openings where the person, the utensils were under, Tame, you can't fix that up retroactively. That's very significant. If you're too mad, can you become untumah if the door opens? That's way? what we're stating over here. In other words, you're tumah, you don't have to do anything else, it automatically, you, you, you Retroactively, we look back and say, you were never tumah. Well, what do you mean? A second ago, all the rabbis were yelling at me, we're getting our paraduma, I'm going to charge you. All right, now you're clean. It's all good. That's right. That's an amazing retroactive thing. It's, it's hard. I mean, conceptually, you can understand, I now retroactively had something, but in terms of Application, yeah, I mean, it's a novel thing. That's what we're calling berera. That's what our Gemara is saying. You have retroactive effect through action or even thought later on. Period. Betilel quite clearly state, unless we understand it differently, as we will suggest in a moment, they quite clearly state that even once the passing of this person has happened, even once there's a corpse in the home, and as a result, you've said definitively, we thought about all those exits, that they're Tameh. Like, like, uh, like Alan just said, you're Tameh, there's a dead person there. Betilel says, you thought about it before and you didn't do an action. All right, we designated that's going to be the door. But Betilel say, even though the person has died, in the home, in that hallway over there. The fact that I'm under that threshold, I'm in trouble, not so fast. As long as I now open one of those doors, as long as I now determine I'm going to use a different door, I can retroactively cleanse everyone without doing anything more. 
But what we see then very clearly is that Beit Hillel maintains this concept in Halakha called Berera. And in turn, we can't understand Betilil. Why did you burden the individual by our birds to designate this one and that one? You don't need to do that. Just say, I'm going to take from these birds tomorrow on Yom Tov. Grab one bird, grab another bird. No, 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 but I didn't designate those. I just said, I'm going to take from these. Retroactively, you did say that. Says the Gemara, I'll answer this for you. Explains the Gemara based on what they stated in the Midrash about about this, this Mishnah in Masechet Aholot, Amar Rabbah letahir et ha-petachim mikanu lahba. V'chein Amar B, Oshaya letahir et ha-petachim mikanu lahba, mikanu lahba'in, lemafre'a lo. The Gemara says, you should know, the way we explain this Mishnah, not so much uh, correct. We assumed this is a retroactive cleansing of the person. We assumed that even though the person, the utensils, were under that opening at the time of the death, that was sufficient in order to afterwards state for us, I went through that door, now they became cleansed. Not so fast. It's mikanu lahaba. It's from now and going forward. Anything that comes under that opening, it's not for the whole day. It's not for the whole thing. Uh, once, once again. So the, let me just uh, be clear about this. It means that I have one of two options. The body here is in this room, and there's something under all of those exits. I have not yet designated or made clear through action or words or thought which one of those exits I'm going to use. As a result, uh, everybody's tameh. Our understanding until now was, once I designate, all the other ones become tahor. Now the suggestion is it doesn't work like that. It's rather, after the passing, anything that's under any of those doors, tameh. If now I say, but I'm going to use that door, even though I didn't do an action, even though I didn't actually take the dead person out of there, anyone who now comes under any of those other doors is tahor. No retroactive activity, but I change the reality of these openings. They're no longer uh, contaminating uh, 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 places. No, no, even before. Soft to malaset. Passing of the person, passing of the person. Passing away of the person, the death of the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's confusing. But it means then the Gemara says, we don't see anything about Lemafrea, which is called retroactive. We don't see anything about Berera, according to Betilel. Betilel are a little bit broader than Betchamai, but not all that much. They too say it's only Mikanu Lahabad. The only difference between Betchamai and Betilel then is whether the body actually has to go through there or not. According to Betilel, you could designate it from now and going forward. Yes, Jeff? One more time. The body's not in there. There's no issue. It's only when the body's in there. Yes. No, 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 no. Our, oh, no. our situation is they were never under the same roof as the body. Right? They're under the threshold, which is separated by a door. It's all this big stringency that even though you're not under it, you're still getting the connection. The doorway 67th Street in the back. Of course, no, but the doorway needs to be, let's be clear about this, it's that there's a door and it's a roof which protrudes outward, right? It's and not that... Okay. They have it coming further out. I don't, I'd have to see... Oh, they completely detached. Okay, maybe for these types of issues, I'm not certain, you know, because they wouldn't need to. Somebody died, it's a 
Why, why should it make a difference? Sure, if you're aware beforehand, Betilev made that very clear, which one of these doorways it's they're going to go out of, you never have this sort of issue to begin with. That's what it's Hashav Alav, no question. Says the Gemara, okay, Rava Amar, Rava says, listen, I don't need, it's very convenient to reinterpret, and it's not a bad interpretation of Betilev, that they don't maintain this concept of Berera. But Rava says, I have to tell you that generally speaking, he seems to be telling us, Berera is a concept. I mentioned to you at the beginning of the class, the Beraita and Masechet Gitin, remember that one? You're drinking from the barrel of wine before taking the Tirumah. You take the Tirumah in the last act, you leave that behind, it was good for Tirumah. <laughs> what do you mean? When I drank originally, it was that there was no Tirumah taken. You're not allowed to drink from something that the Tirumah is not taken from. Berera, says Rava, this needs to be interpreted that way as well. Uh, if, if, if we're reading it like that, if it is Limafreya, if there is retroactive uh, reality, which is taking effect over here, so then I'm stuck, I'm back to square one in our Mishnah. Why do you need to designate those birds? Uh, why didn't you just say, I'll take from these birds and then designate on the holiday? Retroactively, it was before the holiday. Rava Amar Le'olam Limafreya. Le'olam means we can continue to maintain and to explain the words of Beti Le'ol and that Mishnah by Softu Malatzet as retroactive activity. I was, or retroactive reality. I was under one of those uh, thresholds. I, of course, wasn't under the same roof, but nonetheless, I was tameh. A few minutes later, the body goes out one of the other doors. They just opened one of the other doors as if it never happened. You look back and say, well, I was never tameh. What, a minute ago, you were all nervous about this. I was never tameh, right? So then why in our Mishnah don't you do that? Over here, there's an alternative fear of the rabbis not because of the reality of retroactive um, uh, uh, concept, uh, it's rather a mukse issue. It's rather the rabbis feared uh, you wouldn't handle this properly. How so? Dilma maybe mitaltel veshavik, mitaltel veshavik, mitaltel mideh. De la hazele. That word tiltul, I think we're familiar with, means to carry, means to pick up. The issue over here, explains Ravai, is that the rabbis feared that what you would do is the following. I Before the holiday, I look at the nest and I say, all right, I'm going to take from this nest. It looks like a nice nest. I come there on the holiday to pick my birds. I pick one up. Mm, let me see this one. Nah, too skinny. I put down that one. I pick up the next one. I don't know. I don't like the way that one looks. I put that one down. Finally, I find my bird. But what happened to all those original birds? Uh, what about those? Well, retroactively, the one that I picked up was the one that I designated before the holiday. What about all those other picking ups? Those were all mukse. I was metaltel, mide, de la haze. I was picking and moving around something which was mukse. There's no mukse issue over there. But these birds, the whole issue is mukse. But they're not mukhan. No, 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 clearly not. You have, that's why, uh, let's repeat this again. That's an important point. They're not there to be eaten. They might be edible, but they're not there to be, if they were there to be eaten, if it's a tanigolita umedet lishchita, you don't need this sort of hachana. So because they're chicks and they're not so readily. That's right. That's why we had the whole issue in our Mishnah to begin with. Yes, 100%. So again, the hacha, two lines from the bottom over here, hainu ta'ama, this is the reason of Betilil, why they won't just lean on this retroactive berera concept.
concept. Dil, dilma means maybe mitaltel, you'll move veshavik and then leave it. Mitaltel veshavik, you'll pick up and move and then leave it. In other words, the birds, the small birds. Vekamitaltel, and it'll emerge that you're moving, you're picking up. Mide means a thing. De la hazele, which was not appropriate. In other words, was mukseh. Amarta says the Gemara, but wait a second. You told me be'omed ve'omed zev ze'ani notel sagya. You told me, uh, in contrast, in stark contrast, to Bechamai. Bechamai are the opinion in our Mishnah who said, you need to pick up the bird, you need to take a look at it and put it in your hands. That's what you told me. But according to Betilel, even from a distance, I could say, that one and that one, that's so much better. I saw, oh, yeah, I, mean, okay, I understand it's a little bit better. But ultimately speaking, according to Betilel, what did I do before the holiday? I took a look at it and I said that one and that one are you actually weighing it did you actually feel it and see how much fat it has did you actually get a close up look no you said it's sufficient to say that one and that one so I don't understand if the whole issue of Betty Lib is that technically speaking you can retroactively affect what was determined to be Mukse or not uh, so then what's the difference between the way they're instructing you to do and the way we suggested that it could be done why do you need to look at them at all just say I'm going to take from these uh, because I pointed to them it made it so much better. Says the Gemara, the first answer of two, says the Gemara, is as a difference between if it was done so before the holiday or if it's done on the holiday. If it's before the holiday and you're looking from a distance to say that one and that one, you come into the holiday, you know it's only those two. I pick it up on the holiday and it's a little skinnier than I thought it was. You say, but I designated that beforehand. Oh, no, I can't. I can't put it down and take another one. Well, I already did it. If alternatively, I'm giving you permission, according to Beit Hillel, on the holiday to determine that. On the holiday, I'm determining it. In my mind, there's no reality set in place. I'm retroactively setting that reality in place. In turn, I'll pick one up, I'll put it down, I'll pick another, and that's the issue. So in other words, before the holiday, it doesn't need to be as specific because we're appraising your mind, says Rava, in Betilel's world, to say, you said that one, even though later on you'll determine, you'll find out that it's more kahush, it's more skinny than shamin, than fat. It wasn't exactly what you, you abstain from it. Alternatively, iname says the Gemara Zimnin, Alternatively, says the Gemara, there will be times that you'll find that they're all skinny. And you'll in turn just leave them if it's on the holiday. And you won't end up eating and having any meat on Yom Tov. Which means to say, similar to the first answer of the Gemara, unless you designated before the holiday and just said, you'll come to the holiday and you'll go up there and you'll look at them and you'll say, ah, they're all skinny. I picked one out, it's just too skinny. So it's necessary instead to designate, don't need a touch quantum, you need to see them at the very least some site before the holiday clicks in your mind, ah, this is more severe than I, than I realized, right? In other words, the fact that before the holiday you pointed to two, the fact before the holiday you took a look at them, according to Betilel, that's significant and sufficient, sufficient to the extent that we don't fear that now on the holiday you'll either pick up and put down or abstain from eating altogether. Why are you going to abstain altogether? I don't like the way any of these look. I picked, I don't like that. No, but if it was before the holiday you designated, in your mind you said that's, that was on your menu, that's what you're going to have that day. Uh, even if it does not the greatest 
greatest food. You're going to have it. It's already on the menu. It's already what you told all your guests you're going to eat. Uh, to very briefly summarize what we saw here in the Gemara, as the Gemara was struggling with and challenging the notion of Bet Hilel in our Mishnah. Bet Hilel in our Mishnah said, unlike Bet Shammai, that the way it works with regards to, but again, Bet Shammai to a certain extent agrees with this as well. The way it works in terms of designating these young birds as edible um, in terms of not being Muqseh on the holidays, you say, the Gemara's whole question was, what about Berera? Why don't you just do this retroactively? The Gemara has one of two answers. Either Bet Hillel doesn't actually have a retroactive Berera, you misunderstood that Mishnah by Sof Tumalatzet, or alternatively, they do, and this is just the Muqseh nerve of the rabbis. It's a fear of the rabbis. It's a Gezera beyond the actual quote-unquote halakha as it is. It's a fear that you're going to pick it up. It's a fear that you're going to abstain as opposed to when you designated them before the holiday.